Mondays on Radio 191 FM. And these are your Radio 1 News updates for Ramere, Te Ruatako Mafitu, or Here Turi Koka. As of 1pm today, there are 70 new community cases of COVID-19, bringing the total number of cases up to 347. As of 8am this morning, there are also 15 new locations of interest that have been added to the Ministry of Health's list, which is updated every two hours. Of the new cases, there are 15 in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, 14 in Motoko, and 41 in Waitemata. No cases have yet been detected in the South Island. Aotearoa remains in alert level 4 until midnight on Ratu Toru Matahi, with Tamaki Makoro Auckland remaining in level 4 for a further two weeks. Aotearoa remains in alert level 4 until midnight, with Tamaki Makoro Auckland remaining in level 4 until next Ratu. Anyone with COVID-19 symptoms should stay at home and contact their local health provider or healthline at 0800 358 5453 to arrange a test. Keep an eye out for a vaccination centre near you. A drive through COVID-19 vaccination centre is operating at the Eka Centre in South Dunedin and is open to anyone over the age of 12. Cybersecurity experts and academics are calling for Aotearoa to improve its cybersecurity urgently, saying attacks against public and private entities continue to rise while a shortage of cybersecurity professionals means the country might be even more vulnerable. Aotearoa is a prominent target for cyber adversaries. Earlier this year, the National Cybersecurity Centre reported that Aotearoa has faced 350 cyber attacks in the last year. In May, a now infamous cyber attack on the Waikato DHB leaked terabytes of patient data onto the dark web, highlighting the vulnerabilities in Aotearoa's cybersecurity. Jeremy Jones, the head of cybersecurity at Tamaki Makoto-based technology firm Theta, says that the software needed for a ransomware attack akin to the hack on the Waikato District Health Board is extremely easy to obtain for both hacking organizations conducting an attack or organizations renting out their software to aspiring hackers. You could probably watch a 10-minute YouTube video. You know, my 10-year-old daughter could have a decent stab at running a ransomware attack. It's, it really is that simple. Jones believes that although the country has a foundational level of cybersecurity, Aotearoa needs more investment into it, especially when it comes to increasing the numbers of cybersecurity professionals. We need to build a workforce of cybersecurity experts, and that only comes through the academic system. So it would be really good to see more educational facilities, tertiary in particular, who are churning out high-quality graduates with, with relevant skills. So we're seeing this a little bit in some of the polytechs and some of the sort of high-level certificates coming out, but we just need more of them. Like We literally cannot have enough. The government agencies dedicated to Aotearoa cybersecurity include CERT-NZ, who provide an informational role to cyberattack victims, offering advice on how to recover from an attack. The National Cybersecurity Centre, a branch of the Government Communications Security Bureau, serves to protect critical infrastructure such as hospitals, as well as mitigating and responding to cyberattacks. Universities are a large target for hackers too, especially for state-sponsored groups who seek to steal the intellectual property developed by researchers at tertiary education facilities around the world. There is a particular class of threat who aren't interested in ransoming your environment, they're interested in stealing it. And those are usually nation-state adversaries who 
literally built into their mindset ethos and national mantra they don't care about stealing and they will steal whatever they need to feather their own nests in terms of their own industry their own academia their own products and their own sort of national outputs and there are countries out there that um, if they're not already doing so will be right deep inside almost every single tertiary organization in new zealand stealing all of your research According to the head of cybersecurity at the University of Otago, Richard Feist, the university is capable of dealing with cyber threats. Some of the university's cybersecurity practices include authentication procedures and restricting access to assets. On top of managing a small cybersecurity team dedicated to protecting the university, Feist also trains university staff on how to identify phishing, a common method used by hackers to gain access to an organization and conduct a more devastating attack. We look at the industry's best practices and uh, obviously the industry as a, as a global thing has a fair picture of what's good to do and how to combat these things. We also are very cognizant of the fact that you can have all these controls but we're, we're facing very clever attackers so you've got to have a plan to deal with something when it does happen. So incident response is quite an important part of those controls as well. Feist, along with Jones, recognises that further investment in Aotearoa's cybersecurity is needed to protect the country from bad actors. The, the challenge we're facing is we're, we're essentially f- involved in an, an asymmetric warfare type scenario where the people who are attacking us um, number nation states, uh, these large ransom groups ransomware groups that are making um, millions and millions of dollars on in ransoms effectively um, have a lot more money and people than we typically do as organizations to to prevent these things that just means we're going to see a lot of it carrying on uh, until we can change the the balance of the uh, equation in that it it becomes uh, a bad thing or you get caught or you don't make money Another factor complicating Aotearoa's cybersecurity is law. Despite the existing legal mechanisms to punish digital bad actors, the mechanisms to catch those actors aren't readily available. Colin Gavigan, the director of the New Zealand Law Foundation Centre for Law and Policy in Emerging Technologies, says that prosecuting hackers from overseas is only really successful if Aotearoa is on good terms with that country. Most legal systems would recognise that you can be charged under the, the law of the country where the harm occurs, right? If you sent a virus from Australia into New Zealand, you can be prosecuted under New Zealand law. But that's not very much good if you're dealing with somebody in, you know, Russia or North Korea. And actually getting hold of them is going to be difficult. If you've got a bit less warm relations between a couple of countries, that can be very difficult. Now, the National Centre for Cybersecurity in New Zealand, the last report they published on cyber attacks into this country, they reckon something like 30% of them have some degree of state sponsorship. Um, And obviously, if that's the case, you're going to have a real problem getting collaboration from those states that are sponsoring them. And it's that pragmatic problem. It's not, I, I can't really think you could fix that by passing a new law. We've got plenty law. University of Otago Professor of International Relations Robert Patman says that the lack of international means to rectify the dangers posed by cyber attacks is part of a large trend of nation states dealing with international crises individually rather than uniting with other nations to solve said problem. Aotearoa is in a window of vulnerability, Patman says, and ultimately the government must be the one to close it. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade has announced that the government will no longer accept resettlement applications from Afghan nationals. The ministry warns that the Taliban's occupation of the Hamid Karzai airport in Kabul has caused complications for evacuating people outside the airport, as reports of shootings and stampedes from outside the airport continue to emerge. According to a ministry spokesperson, the American presence at the airport has been key to evacuating Afghans, 
But because the Americans are set to pull out by the 31st, the government's ability to evacuate people will be severely hampered. Amnesty International Aotearoa, Action Station and Oxfam Aotearoa have now sent a 20,000 signatory petition to Greens MP Golri Skatraman and Associate Minister for Immigration Phil Twyford, asking the government to conduct a more thorough and sweeping evacuation of Afghan citizens. The petition also calls for the government to fast-track visas, provide support for evacuations from Kabul airport, to provide Afghans with resettlement and relocation options, and to halt deportations to Afghanistan. Iwi-led health providers, Tikaika, are moving their vaccine site from the Edgar Drive-In Clinic to the Forsyth Bar Stadium for two days early next week. In a Facebook post uploaded last night, Tikaika announced that they will be operating at the stadium next Monday and Tuesday to allow tertiary students the opportunity to get vaccinated en masse to help keep Ōtepoti safe from COVID-19. Tikaika also announced that their Edgar Drive-In Clinic will not be open at next Rahina and Ratu, and that the stadium vaccination centre will be available to the wider Ōtepoti community. Tikaika will make an update on the vaccination initiative following the PM's COVID update later this afternoon. The Edgar Drive-In Clinic has been incredibly successful, delivering an average of over 1,100 vaccines per day since it opened last Ramere Friday. We now cross to Radio 1 News reporter Eileen Corcoran for some more news. Dear Nakoto, the University of Otago has announced a fee rebate for students who have left their university-provided accommodation for COVID Alert Level 4. In an email yesterday afternoon, the university said students who had left their university-provided accommodation, such as halls of residence and uni flats, for two weeks or longer would be eligible for a 100% rebate on accommodation fees. The rebate will continue until alert level changes mean students can return. This may be different for individual students depending on the alert level settings of the area they have relocated to. The rebate is contingent on students not having breached alert level restrictions in relocating. Students who left their accommodation after the 48-hour travel window provided by the government at the start of the shift to Alert Level 4 will not receive the rebate. The move follows the Tuesday announcement of a fee rebate for residents of Auckland University student accommodation. During last year's nationwide Level 4 lockdown, students in halls of residence around Aotearoa expressed dismay with the responses of their accommodation providers, particularly in relation to fees. The Parliamentary Select Committee inquiry into student accommodation held earlier this year was partially motivated by the responses of university accommodation providers to COVID Alert Level 4. Students who have been financially affected by the shift to COVID Alert Level 4 can apply for the Putea Totoko Hardship Fund via their eVision portal. OUSA Student Support can also help students in accessing financial assistance. Ko Eileen Dene. Kia ora Eileen. Several University of Otago sustainability initiatives are finalists in the Green Grown Awards, an Australasian competition dedicated to promoting and recognising the eco-friendly schemes launched by tertiary education facilities. The university's initiatives are finalists in seven categories for the Green Grown Awards, with residential colleges in the running in the Climate Action category for implementing meat-free Mondays. The university's partnership with Waste Management New Zealand has landed them a finalist spot for the Leading the Circular Economy category, while the Unipol Recreational Team is a finalist in the Creating Impact category. The university's Sustainability Neighbourhood of Flats for Students is a finalist in the Building Back Better category for developing a Living Lab. The Living Lab initiative involves three neighbouring flats where residents are supported to live sustainably while assisting with research and student projects that aim to inform the wider student community and landlords. The awards will be held virtually on Tiko Mawaru or Firinga Aarangi. 
Oh wow folks, that was almost too much news. Luckily we have Weather featuring Mackenzie up next. The Radio 191 FM Weather. Hare mai, ko these are your Radio 1 Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi weather updates for the Raimere Te Rua Te Kauma Fitu o Heri Turi Koka. Not gonna lie, today isn't looking too bright. The day will be cloudy with occasional rain or drizzle developing later this morning. We also have some easterly winds as well as a high of Waru and a low of Fitu. A popo, the weather won't be much different folks. The day will be cloudy featuring occasional drizzle with northeasterlies developing. Expect a high of Teko and a low of Uno. Now let's get into some astrology. The Radio 1 Astrology Report. Kia ora koutou, and welcome to the critically lauded, commercially successful Radio 1 Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi Astrology Report. A segment where each week, I make resoundingly accurate predictions about your life based on a couple of astrological signs. Let's crack into it, shall we? Today, you Sagittarius are feeling productive. As Luna slides into Taurus's DMs, you'll begin fixating on your assignment deadlines. However, the moon's cozy alignment with the boisterous sun gives you a sense of assuredness and duty, allowing you to complete those essays, lab reports, and whatever else may be due by midnight instead of catastrophizing. However, it's not all peaches and cream for you, Sagittarius. Later on in the day, Luna's difficult square with Saturn will highlight some communication issues you've been experiencing lately. Make sure you think long and hard about how you can improve these communication problems so you don't cause further strife when you reach out to the other party. Now there is one sign that never ceases to surprise me, and yes Capricorns, I'm talking about you. Despite the physical, mental and emotional tolls of lockdown, the moon's pairing with sultry Taurus is giving all you Capricorns a thriving libido today. Make sure to dedicate a significant portion of your day to these recreational activities, and remember, with great power comes great responsibility, so try not to get carried away Capricorns. As a result of Luna's chill alignment with the sun, you'll also catch yourself dreaming about romantic getaways. If you want my advice, take a weekend trip to Aotearoa's romance capital, Waihopai and Vakagal, and try some pleasurable, creamy and indulgent cheese rolls. If that doesn't inspire some loving, I don't know what will. That's it for today's astrology report folks. Take it easy during level 4, take care, and make sure to check in on your friends and family. You're listening to Radio 1 Te Reo Irirangi Kōtahi. Ka kite. The R1 News, weekdays at 12, 2 and 5, or catch up on our podcast page. 